Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 199 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was 200 stab wounds with itty-bitty pieces. And it reminds me of the 200 Skittles I've eaten today, and I'm going to continue to eat. You see, it is my birthday week. It's my birthday on Wednesday, so you remember that, November 17th. You remember that, put that in your head. November 17th is my birthday. And my wonderful family got me a giant bag of Skittles, as they do anytime there's anything that I want to celebrate. It's uh, give Dan a giant bag of Skittles, he'll be happy. They did, and I am happy. I'm very happy with this giant bag of Skittles. It is the original flavor. I prefer Wildberry, the purple bag, but I will love any kind most for the most part. Um, and this one is the original, but there, there's an advertisement on it that the original lime is back. Who asked for that? Huh? I was very happy with Green Apple, and now the lime is back. And I'm having a little trouble. Don't worry. I'm still eating them by the handful, and my teeth hurt from chewing. I'm going to get through it. Uh, 15.6 ounces. We'll see if we can make that last 15.6 hours. I don't think so, but I'll try. Uh, you know, I know it's not good for me. I know it's terrible for me. But you know what? Uh, it's my birthday week, and YOLO, right? Anyway, that song from 200 Stab Wounds, Itty Bitty Pieces is off of their new record that just came out on Maggot Stomp Records. It's called Slave to the Scalpel. They're a Cleveland-based band, I believe. And they're one of those death metal bands that somehow simultaneously caters to the hardcore crowd. I don't know if it's made up of hardcore kids that are now playing death metal. I don't know what the correlation is. But it's very similar to the subject of my interview today. Today I'm speaking with Trey Pemberton of Creeping Death. It's the second time I've talked to Trey. You might have heard him on a previous episode. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you're not that well-versed with Getting It Out podcast. If you aren't, what's your problem? Go back and listen. God damn it. Uh, yeah, so that's what's happening on this episode of the podcast. So why don't we play that intro music and let's get going. Damn, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious hot dog back at it again with another podcast intro. He said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Get It Out podcast? He said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? He said, no, you don't got to write a rap first. It's a hardcore podcast. He said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends. Make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family. Make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Get it out. All right, motherfuckers. You're in the right place at the right time. Rest in peace, J Money, and LFTW forever! Hey, so here it is. Episode 199. That's one more before 200. Don't worry, I'll do the math for you. Have you picked up the new way I talk? This is the new way. I learned this from Tucker Carlson, of all people. If you speak to people like this, somehow they think you're right about things. So, this is what I'm going to do. This is how the new intro to the podcast goes. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I almost didn't do a podcast this week because it's just been a hard week. There's been a lot of things that have happened this week that almost derailed uh, my, uh, my care to do another episode. 
Uh, that's coming, but it's not yet. That, that needs to wait until episode 200. But until we get there, I got to get there. I got to get two more episodes, and then I can change the way I do things, and I will. But until then, I need to follow through. It was a hard week, but it ended pretty well. I went to see a comedian last night with my wife and our friends. I went to see Eliza Schlesinger. I don't know how to say that name correctly. Uh, she's a woman, and she's funny, and I don't care what you think about that. We went there, but the funniest part of the evening, while well, she was very funny, was probably the couple that we saw taking selfies before the show started. There was a beautiful chandelier at the Met in Philadelphia. hung down right in the middle of the room, and it was pretty low. They raised it up when the show started. That's how prominent of a feature it is. And these uh, this couple, this... <laughs> This very happy couple, who wasn't happy at all, took several selfies in front of this chandelier. Uh, a, a monumental amount. To the point where I thought maybe they were shooting a stop-motion film. And this man, this boy, this guy, let's go with that. Not quite a man. Not young enough to be a boy. Let's go with guy. Was uh, just being a soldier and getting through it. And uh, I don't know how. I don't know how they did it. I'm telling you, I've never seen... This amount of focus on the same, the exact same picture for at least an hour. Over and over and over. I'm not kidding. It looked like they were shooting a stop motion film. It was just the same thing. Uh, Little slight movements, little slight variations. But uh, it was the same people in front of the same chandelier at the same balcony. And man, that made me happy. It made me happy that I didn't have to do that at all during the last week. I had to do a lot of difficult things, and uh, none of them were that. And uh, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I'm doing episode 199 of Getting It Out podcast, because if I was doing episode 200, this would not have been the week for it. So that's good. Uh, Episode 199, as I mentioned, features an interview with Trey Pemberton of Creeping Death. Now, full disclosure, we had this conversation quite a while back. I want to say that the their Edge of Existence EP came out October 8th on Monarch Heavy. So we recorded this still about the week before that. So it's been a little while. It's been a little bit over a month since I talked to Trey. And uh, I'm not sure if there's any timestamps in there. But if it is, if there is, if you hear something, well, yeah, that's why. Okay. But I don't mind. And I'm sure he doesn't either. So let's first play you a song. This track is called Relics from the Past. And then enjoy the second conversation with Trey Pemberton on Getting It Out Podcast.
How you doing today? I'm good, good, chilling. Yeah. Had a, I've had a uh, busy afternoon, some interviews, took my car to the uh, dealer to get looked at, but I think it's all good. They uh, they didn't find anything wrong. I think they, uh, there was just some, the check engine line just came on randomly, but they can't find anything, so I'm just going to pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> That's what I do with mine. I got I got the same thing. My check engine light comes on every couple of weeks. And uh, that's it. You know, it goes away, it comes back, it goes away, it comes back. And it's been a couple of years now, so I recommend keep oh. doing it. <laughs> All right. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, I don't know shit about cars, but mine's a mine's like a 2010 Hyundai Elantra. It's a piece of shit, but I'm, I'm riding it until the wheels fall off is the plan, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm not putting any money into that thing. But anyway, <laughs> um, did I just see you wearing a Spurs shirt? Oh, yeah. I am wearing a Spurs shirt. All right. Well, then, uh, please accept whatever trade I can make that involves Ben Simmons. Because <laughs> that motherfucker needs to get out of town. And uh, yeah, you guys uh, you guys can have him. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I want Our team sucks, but, uh, I mean, I don't know if I really want him either. <laughs> <laughs> I want a point guard that will shoot the ball. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's too much to ask from that guy. Um, <laughs> but get out of here. And a cat come out. Um, you are. We we did this before. We didn't do video or audio or mm-hmm. no. I mean, obviously we did did audio, but it's been a couple of years since I last talked to mm-hmm. you. I think it was when uh, Wretched Illusions was about to drop. So I do remember a couple of things about you. You're from like you're really from like Ohio, aren't you? Uh, my mom is. Okay. I was born in California, but I was a Navy brat, so I I moved around like. A million different places growing up so but we settled in texas eventually but yeah my mom's from ohio her whole side of the family is from ohio and now my sister uh she actually goes to law school at ohio state so she's living in ohio now so all right maybe that i don't, I don't know what up is it, are you an ohio state fan what's the what's your ohio yeah is, okay all right yeah i'm an ohio state fan my mom went to ohio state and then now my like i said my sister goes to ohio state so it's kind of like you know family school thing Gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm hating on a lot of things Ohio State this, this morning <laughs> uh, after the Eagles and that shitty game they had last night, which, I, which fortunately I didn't watch, but I hear uh, you know, this is relevant to you and only that Ezekiel went to Ohio State and Creeping Death is from Texas. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do like football, even though I'm a Browns fan. But uh, yeah, I... Um... I shout out to the Eagles secondary for stopping CD Lamb though because uh, I won my fantasy game because of it. So I know you guys <laughs> lost, but uh, thanks for the thanks for the help on the uh, on the back end there. Yeah, see, it went the opposite way for me. I, I was playing against Dak, and I only needed to Ooh. keep. I had to keep him like fifteen points, and that didn't work out for me. So yeah, Ooh. so it's been, it's been a bad. I'm zero three for the season so far. <laughs> it's not been good. Oh, no. But I'm in a. I'm in a. I mean, uh, I promise we'll talk about your band in a minute now, <laughs> but, but I'm in a... Yeah, I bet you the listeners are like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck them, I don't Fucking care. fantasy football. <laughs> I, I annoy the shit out of them every time because I always say it's like the last one I did. I was like, it's all that matters to me is like sports and, and music. So I don't give a shit if you like it or not. That's what I talk about on this. Thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, last year I was, for the last few, I'm in a keeper league, right? Where we got to keep one guy, mm-hmm. uh, we pay for him. But years ago... I had, I picked up Kamara for for free, 
because it was like the first Ooh. year he was in the league, and it was only after the first game. And I was only watching the Saints game because I had like Adrian Peterson, Drew Brees, and Michael Thomas. And Kamara came in and like and did great in his first game, so I grabbed him off a waiver wire, and I was able to keep him for years for like five bucks. And uh, and this year they made me reset, so now I lost my oh, I lost my guy. Them? So I yeah, so now my team sucks again. But whatever, you know, it ruined it. But damn. <laughs> anyway, so uh, like I said, we talked like two ish years ago. A lot of shit mm-hmm. has obviously changed. Um, with the band and with plenty of other things. Uh, but what has changed with Creeping Death in the last two years? Um, what has changed? Um, not, I mean, uh, I said we have it. I, uh, AJ, we added AJ to play guitar. Uh, he's been, he was touring with us, but we added him to play guitar full time. So I guess that, that is, uh, one thing that has changed. Um, other than that, uh, we got we've gotten new some new gear. <laughs> you know, we've been able to uh, to upgrade our gear a little bit, so right. that's pretty cool. I got some got some new toys, new guitars, new pedals, and stuff to play with, uh, which we you know got to use and record uh, with on um, our the new EP. So uh, it's cool. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, other than that, we've been keeping our heads down. We've been trying to stay safe and healthy, trying to just you know work, and then also. Uh, write music, write as much music as we possibly can. Um, so, right. as far as on that front, not much has really changed, honestly. Well, the, I think, from what I remember, you were about to go on a pretty big tour when everything got shut yeah. down, right? It was like, I, I feel like Hatebreed was headlining. Yep, it was Hatebreed, After the Burial, and Habit. Uh, okay. We were going to go on that tour for a couple of weeks. Um, and then we had a whole like headliner tour planned, uh, in the summer, like right after that for like a month. So we had pretty much our whole spring and the beginning of the summer are like planned out and then everything just shut down. We had a bunch of merch, uh, leftover merch to, to try to sell. We were in crazy merch data. It was a mess, <laughs> but we, we just, uh, made the best out of a bad situation and just tried to write as much new music as we could. Uh, we didn't have anything like written at all because, uh, you know, we planned on touring so extensively for so long. We were going to just write more when we got back um, sometime in the summer. But, you know, we had to start a little bit early. And it was it was all right because uh, it was the one since we have our own private jam space, we were able to kind of get together on our own uh, and not have to worry about anything. Uh, and it was like the one thing that we were able to do um at the very beginning of the pandemic. So it was kind of like a little escape for us. It was, it was pretty cool to be able to jam and hang out. Uh, Cause it was like the only people we saw for pretty much like months besides the people we were living with. And then, yeah. And our coworkers, we, we had to work. So that was pretty much uh, our only like social respite for a minute. So it was nice. And that we could kind of rely on each other in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So these songs that are on this EP, The Edge of Existence, is this stuff, I mean, I know half of them are re-recorded stuff, but are the, the three new ones, are they, is that stuff that was written since the since you were shut down? Yeah, um, the first track, The Edge of Existence, was actually the first song that we uh, finished when, once everything shut down. Um, so, so yeah, those are all written uh, while we were, you know, everything was still going on, obviously, but 
in the very beginning on the onset uh all that stuff was written then um and then we continue to write through the whole thing so now we have you know almost 10 11 new songs and we're going to be planning on trying to write or trying to record uh sometime soon probably try to uh you know narrow those songs down see which ones we want to record and whatnot and uh hopefully record uh maybe late this year beginning of next early beginning of next year and hopefully have an lp out next year fingers crossed um, i know there's like a vinyl shortage or whatever going on so yeah, well yeah. you know thing is things are always in the air up in the air but uh that's the goal is that we want to release an lp next year as well nice well this is a good way to segue into that i guess and there's a there like like we mentioned the, there's three new songs on the edge of existence and three old songs right and the three old songs yeah. from what I, what I understand and think I know are from one of the first releases you did which it was named after one of the tracks right yeah it was uh from the sacrament of death EP. it was yeah. the, the the first uh dedicated uh EP uh, after our demo came out it was just the three songs um Dallas and Flames sacrament of death and skin alive and uh, we just re-recorded them. Uh, we have a new drummer who's like world away better, um, so it just com- breathed completely different life into it. Um, we the recording just sounds better because we have better gear. Uh, Reese sounds better. Uh, we all just got better at our instruments since then. So um, I think you can definitely hear uh, a pretty big difference in the tracks, and we're pretty happy with the way they uh, came out because um, I think that our older fans. Uh, like from around, you know, town, they like hearing those old tracks. Uh, and then we can also keep them on our set list because now um, some, you know, newer fans will be exposed to them as well. So yeah. it's kind of a win-win situation. No, yeah, I didn't think it was a bad idea at all. And and one of the things that you and I had talked about before is that what I, what I feel like Creeping Death does re- really well, being that you guys weren't entirely, but semi-born out of the hardcore scene or came up like through hardcore. You didn't, you don't sound like a hardcore, a band of hardcore kids playing death metal. You, you sound, mm-hmm. you sound more comfortable and you know, you sound, cause you, you can hear when it's hardcore kids trying to play death metal. It's, it doesn't always, yeah. you know, it's, it's usually pretty yeah. simplified. doesn't quite add up, but, but this, but you guys don't, don't sound like that anyway. So, um, the evolution has been pretty subtle for, in my opinion, for Creeping Death up until like Wretched Illusions and the first three songs here on Edge of Existence. So to give them, give those three earlier tracks the same kind of, uh, I don't know, backing, like, you, like, like you're so much more capable of making them sound the way they sound now that I think it's, I think it's a good call. Yeah, for sure. And, um, like I said, we're like people just love to say to like hear those songs in the set for whatever reason. So now we don't really have like an excuse not to play them anymore because we re-recorded them. So you know, and they're fun. They're they're just fun to play. Like they're 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 fast. They're aggressive. Like and it's it's fun to play. So uh, I'm kind of glad we re-recorded them. Uh, so yeah. Well, so you've put out quite a few records, but. Or recorded material, I guess, whatever you want to call it. And because uh, mm-hmm. Gretchen Illusions is, is really the only full length, right? It's yeah. The only proper, yeah. So, but um, but but between Wretched, Wretched Illusions and The Edge of Existence, it seems like you guys have really landed on what you were, what 
the creeping death sound is like i feel like that's where it's really homed in is this do you feel like you're you guys are real comfortable in your identity as a death metal band now with where you stand at this point uh yeah i don't think we were really like uncomfortable before i i think our main thing is that like we've always just wanted to write uh music that was like really first and foremost that we liked and that was like fun for us to play I know that sounds kind of like selfish or whatever, yeah, but like that's that, that, yeah, that's like just kind of how it's like, is this like, would we want to listen to it? Cause it's like, we're the ones who have to play it over and over and listen to it. So if I don't like the song, like why, you know, I know that sounds really stupid to people probably listening, but you'd be surprised how many people will just, they write songs to, to, you know, think how people would like it instead of yeah. them liking it, you know? So I, I'm just always on the other camp where I just want to write music that I like and listen to. Uh, so I've never really felt like uh, the need to like find, I guess, like a honed in sound. I think our thing is that we really just, uh, we kind of know what we want to do is just being like a death metal band. But like, there's things here and there that we want to try here. Uh, like, you know, like on this new record with new, new pedal effect, just trying different things, trying different songwriting things. Like, it's really just, like having a base and then just like like you know let's try this let's try that let's add this let's see what you know just seeing what happens and you know seeing what comes out we we don't ever really go into any situation with like sort of a set like super set plan like it's usually pretty nebulous we're pretty flexible about it just because sometimes like you know that uh some of the coolest shit comes out of you know when you're being super flexible like when you're just trying shit trying shit out so you know that's kind of how like the guitar tone we we on the new eps we didn't really like go into it like and honestly we never do it's like we're never like oh we want to sound like this like this this specifically it's usually just like okay what gear do we have and how can we like make it sound like something cool like like just play with it together that's kind of like how we approach pretty much everything as far as writing music as well so yeah well, that's the two things you mentioned there that I want to talk or comment on at least. The uh, I, I I know or I'm friends with. I try not to use. I don't want to use their name. Some people in this in a very popular, a very popular, like extremely popular metalcore band, right? And mm-hmm. but they are at this point, especially extremely capable musicians. And sometimes in their songs, you can hear that, but most of the times. They don't, and I asked the you know the guy that one day I was like, why you could be playing? And I know they like more like proggy shit. Like you could be playing mm-hmm. whatever you want. Why are you doing this? And what's the just breakdowns, breakdowns, breakdowns? And his simple response was, it's what it's what the fan is what their fans want to hear. So good for them, right? For yeah, yeah. But, but at sure. the same and time, like that, that, that has to that has that has to suck a little bit, right? Not being like it's one thing. Like I mean, you're, you're trading one for the other, I guess. But yeah, yeah. And I'm never gonna knock. Like I'm always in the camp. Like you know, absolutely. This doing this like beats a nine to five, nine to five, like ten out of ten days a week. So I'm never gonna fault a band for for doing that. Like you know, paycheck to paycheck. Like I, you know, get get your bag. Like right, I'm right. not I'm not hating on anybody for that for sure, but. For me personally, like I, this whole thing started just such as a uh, like tour as far as touring and being able to do that. It was such like a, a like a random thing that happened. Like it was never our 
our goal to be like super big touring metal band. It, it just kind of fell in our lap. And, you know, we, uh, you know, we didn't want to not take advantage of a rare opportunity that was put in front of us. So, uh, you know, so that's kind of. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. We were doing, but I'm, I don't want to, like, you know, change my attitude because... Like before, it's like, yeah, we're just writing it for fun, like, you know, you know, just with our friends and wanting to jam around Texas. And um, I feel like if we just started writing what other, you know, metal fans, what the blogs are, what they want, then it's just not going to be like the same as when we're just like jamming and being homies. And if it's not fun, then I don't really want to do it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not because. I have a college degree. I, I could like <laughs> go and do something else, like if I wanted to, like. But that shit sucks, and I don't want to. But so, you know, it's just mostly like such a, a freak thing that happened that I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna ride with this, and I'm gonna ride with it the way I want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's to me, that's the dream of it to be able to do it that way. That 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 would be because hey look I got a college degree too and I sit right here and stare at this fucking screen and I turn around, like like that that's what I have to do but, you know it's and it's not it's, it's not fun I don't enjoy it you know so so it seems you know way more uh, rewarding to do it that way um, the other thing that you mentioned about just recording and it's just a question that I have because I don't because I'm not a musician in any mm-hmm. sense I mean I've been in bands as a singer but that was done poorly and you know probably should have never happened but the the thing that i always uh see and hear about from guitar players specifically is tons of talk about the tone and their pedals and their effects and i don't understand any of it i don't really want to but i do want to know like what you talked about like going into record like do you so do you when you write and practice do you not already have the tone established that you want Oh, definitely not. Like when I write wrist at home, I just play on this little dinky line six spider. And then at, at practice, usually I just plug into my pedal board. Mm-hmm. But when we were record, when we got to record, uh, we were, we had, uh, like, uh, the person we recorded with Ryan Bram at home record studios in Arizona, he's got a bunch of boutique amp, um, pedals, all sorts of stuff, expensive stuff. So we were like, yeah, this stuff is at our disposal. Like let's, use it right you know it's like my whole thing is just that i want to be able to recreate that sound live no matter what we use i don't want to uh sound like i don't want the recording to sound 
drastically different from how we sound live because I hate it when bands do that. So that was my one caveat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I, I probably talked about it last time we were talking about, you know, being someone who comes from playing drums and knowing all about drum stuff, uh, having to learn the guitar stuff. I still don't really feel all that comfortable with it sometimes. But Eric, our bass player, is like the tone god. So him and Ryan just like went into that room and they just fiddled and came out. And I was just like, yeah, that sounds sick. Um, but yeah, you know, they just, like I said, we, you know, we kind of just played with some nice, cool stuff. And uh, Eric's a big nerd and he, he likes just, you know, tinkering and, and stuff like that. So he had a lot of fun with that, too. But yeah, all credit goes to Rico because he he's always been uh, my number one guy from the beginning when I started playing guitar. Like when I just learned he was always the person I hit up for questions for, for anything. And then, you know, obviously he joins the band and he's helped me immensely getting my tone down, getting like just like everything and then just switching, like just switching it up and being flexible. He's always someone that is tinkering with his own sound. So it kind of like works out that we can all sort of just like play with it and then kind of grow together at the same time. So it's really cool. So shout out to Eric. That's awesome. And I, I appreciate what you said there about being able to actually replicate and play the sound that you're making mm -hmm. on the record. Cause that was going to be my question. If you, if you discovered the, the tone there while you were recording, how are you able to do that? With you know, do you need to have the same equipment? Um, but I'm, I'm sure there's other shit about it that I don't understand. But you did say another thing there that, that reminded me um, about when bands don't sound like they do on record. But it's so great mm -hmm. when bands do sound like they do. And the best example that I've ever saw of that, because it was just like, it, it was unmistakable, was the first time that I had seen Power Trip. Uh -huh. the, the, the yeah. ex It was... From the reverb on his vocals, everything. It was just like, it was like, this sounds exactly like. The, I remember standing there with people with the first time seeing him in Baltimore and be like, this is exactly the way that it sounds on the record. And like, I remember being very impressed by that. Which, of course, we, yeah. we spoke a lot about last time about Power Trip, Iron Age, and Bitter End and bands like that in Texas. Mm -hmm. And obviously, a lot that, you know, that took a big hit there with uh, specifically Iron Age and, and Power Trip over the last couple of years. How how do you feel like that has impacted the Texas scene, losing those uh, two specific members? It's been it's been pretty tough for everyone. Um, I think they were such a large part of like I don't know like the whole collective deal, just always putting on for other people, always helping people out, you know, always putting on for other bands, just being overall like positive presence in so many ways that when it's just like randomly gone and then you then you have like the fact that they were pretty they you know were taken from us like almost a w week like it was basically like 10 or 11 days or something like that after right. it was like damn dude it was just like it was like a crushing blow uh but now i think people especially with shows now that shows have come back um, there's been sort of like cathartic release. Um, there's, there's been like, I, I know there was a tribute show for Wade in Houston that was like, uh, I wish I could have went, uh, but it was, it looked amazing. Uh, the show was great. I don't, I had some friends that when they said it was an amazing time, uh, just 
right now the Texas scene in general is just like popping, and and you know I think it's a lot of it's because we've had you know obviously a year and a half off, no shows, um, but you know I think people just are not just on so many levels know not to like take stuff for granted, whether it be their peers, like the musicians around them, you know, like appreci- just appreciating like the greatness of your peers and your friends around you in the moment. And then also just being grateful and appreciating just the, just playing shows and being able to do music and things like that. So uh, it's been, it seems like every show lately, especially in our area has been pretty, pretty crazy. And I, I think it's a uh, testament to, to them and the foundation that those guys laid for sure. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that that's the way everyone's responded so far. And um, yeah, I think the, I think you, you got to be right. The way you spelled it out there it seems pretty accurate. I mean, not, not I mean, not that I can see shit from here in, in Pennsylvania, but the, but from what I can see and what I saw the whole time, just you know, social media and everything that that looks Texas looks so strong. And one of the things that we talked about that last time too was. I asked you about some Texan bands that I might not know of that you could tell me to put on my radar. And I think you told me Combat, Frozen Soul, mm-hmm. uh, Judiciary was one of them. Scourge? Is Scourge mm-hmm. one, maybe? Scourge, yeah. Scourge, yeah. Scourge, yeah. That's, um, so I got to ask you, is there any new bands on that list? Uh, yeah, I got one for you. Tribal Gaze from East Texas. That band riffs. They're a um, super heavy like death metal band. Uh, and if you want something like on the thrashier side, uh, you can, there's a band, uh, from here in Dallas called Fist of Fury, uh, very good crossover, um, and, you know, the vein of better, bitter end, power trip, things like that nature, um, continuing sort of that Texas thrash kind of deal. Um, and if you want more hardcore, uh, like a kind of with the judiciary, uh, recommendation there to continue with that, you know, there's a band um ozone also from fort worth that's some good hardcore they kind of remind me of like no warning um things like that so um so pretty cool there's always something like popping off um and then as far as uh softer softer bands there's a brand new band that came out called uh bleed um and they're kind of like um 90s 2000s reminds me of like quicksand and like chevelle a little bit kind of a cool mix so yeah, yeah. there's a lot a lot of diverse stuff going on in, in texas so it's really cool I, I i love the scene here there's great musicians uh lots of great music people pumping out stuff all the time that, thank you I, and i can tell that you love the scene and the music there because you, you consistently now i've asked you this twice and both times you're able to give me a list of bands. A lot of times I ask that question to people and they don't got shit for me. It's like, oh, I got to think of something. Or they say something that's like pretty obvious. But um, I've never heard of any of those bands that you mentioned. I've heard the name Ozone, but I haven't heard them yet. Um, and uh, and that's great. I'm going to check them all out. Uh, and I like how you covered the diversity there. The the um, the oh, One thing I, want, I noticed I saw recently that I just wanted to ask about. I saw there was... Creeping Death CeeLo dice being sold. Is CeeLo, <laughs> yep. yep. the CeeLo used to be the game that I would play in the back of shows. Is CeeLo a, a favorite game of Creeping Death? Or how, where the hell did this idea come from? Um, so our friend, uh, our good friend, Taylor Ponzo, um, he has a sort of uh, homemade, uh, it started with dice 
for things like D&D and things like that. But um, we just decided to, well, actually, it was another band that decided to just make a three set of CeeLo dice, and they sold really well. And Taylor had a great time making them, so he was like, this is something pretty cool. So uh, he actually was our the very first person who played bass for us at uh, our first two shows. So uh, he's got a connection to us as well. So he's, we thought it would be cool if we had some uh, some of our own dice to sell at some of these new shows um, coming up when we were playing. So, yeah, they sold really well. They, they look really good. I, I think they, it's really sick. People people message me and tell all the time, like, oh, I just won this much money with your dice, dude. Thank you. Like, we appreciate it. You should, you should get a cut from that then. <laughs> right? It's like, where's my 5%, dude? Yeah, 5% of you know, $10 or whatever the fuck. Uh, so, uh, Edge of Existence is coming out on E1. Well, E1, right? But E1, I mean, like 20 minutes ago, I was on Instagram. Not 20 minutes ago, because we've been talking 20 minutes ago. But like an hour ago, I was on Instagram and I saw E1's not E1 anymore. What the hell happened? Yeah, they changed their name to, to Monarch Music Group. Uh, yeah, that, they just, um, <laughs> just I guess out. they. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm just. I'm just here for the ride, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, not, I don't really know much about the, that aspect, that business aspect. I know they've been bought and sold and yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm just writing music, man. <laughs> I'm just here to jam. Uh, no, I'll let them handle all, all the business stuff. As you should. Um, and I assume that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the release date for Edge of Existence is October 8th. Is that... Yeah. Is, is physically everything going to be available? Because like you mentioned before, and like we've seen vinyl pressing right now is shit. Yeah, unfortunately not. It'll be available uh, digitally, but uh, I think they said the vinyl would be shipped out uh, sometime later, either late October or early November, sometime in November, I think. Uh, and then unfortunately we won't have... Uh, records for the first part of the tour but we should have records uh for the edge of existence for the second half of the tour at least fingers crossed knock on wood um <laughs> throw a horseshoe whatever good luck dance you want to do um so hopefully that happens but um but yeah it's been it's been crazy it's been crazy it's been pushing back release dates um and it's been affecting you know when and how like we want to record because you know, we don't want to wait too late to record our next LP because we know, you know, you might fuck around. It's, it's not going to come out until 2023, 20, 24 sometime. Right, right. So, like, who who knows? So, um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty rough on that end. Hopefully, uh, things can straighten back out, but we'll see. Well, hey, if you're only delayed like a month on this one, that's pretty good. I I, <laughs> I know I've ordered some records and sat around for. I, I'm waiting on like an Integrity Nothing split that I think I ordered uh, back in. I don't know, March or something. Or, you know, I got a Cold as Life record that came a year after I ordered it. But, uh, yeah. but, but no, but I, I mean, for a guy like me, I don't give a shit, but it's just, but it's, but it's got to be frustrating for people in, oh, yeah. in your position. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you don't want to, like, you, you know, you want your friends are trying to support you and you really appreciate that. And you don't want to, like, you know, not give them the product that, you know, they're looking for because they're just, they're, at the end of the day, they want to support you to enjoy your music. So it right. kind of bums me out when things like that happen, but it's, you know, it's out of our control, you know? So we're, we're trying to do our best to, to keep, to keep people uh, in the loop and keep things transparent. Cause I feel like that'll uh, keep your email box um, 
<laughs> clean when you give people you give people updates of like, hey, you know, sorry, this is going to be delayed a little bit more. Oh, so. uh, yeah. You know, you know, it was, what's worse. You know, it's worse than waiting on a uh, waiting on a record. We ordered a couch like in March and they keep fucking pushing that goddamn couch. I'm, sta- I'm sitting oh, in a room yeah. right now and this, we got this basement finished and there's no there's nothing in front of me right here. There's no big couch. Oh, no. There's a TV on the wall. There's a record. You know, there's entertainment shit. There's records all over the place but no couch to sit on. Just a fucking desk oh, chair. No. And every time they I call the- they call like every three months and they'll, they'll be like oh it's it's coming. It started out like July and then September and then it's and then they call like the week before it's due and then they say oh it's going to be December. And last time I was like is it though? Because you know <laughs> yeah I, we we actually replaced our couch last year and we we got pretty lucky because uh, i guess we we got something in that they already had on in stock right but yeah they were like yeah there's a huge uh part like furniture shortage like nobody can <laughs> buy furniture for like eight months out and so i'm just like picturing all these people with like you with just no couch <laughs> just in their living rooms with like sitting crisscross applesauce with just like food trays or something like that i'm just like yeah. well fortunately for us it's just in the basement it's just a new new space so we got an old one that we can use up there but yeah but it's oh, but, but anyway it's a it's a it's a pain in the ass the supply chain or whatever for everything i know i work in printing and manufacturing and stuff and it's the same problem there my wife does like railing and it's the same problem there same problem everywhere but whatever yeah. that's 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 covid's fault essentially <laughs> yeah um so, but you mentioned you're going out on, on a tour. Uh, that tour with Exune, Bewitcher, and Enforced it starts, is it the, the end of, or the beginning of this month? Mid, no, mid-October maybe. Something yes, like it starts uh, October 22nd in uh, Southern California. And then it ends in California, right? That's, yes. It's... Yeah, we do a full loop and uh, <laughs> we we end in um, Oakland in Northern California. Then, nice. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like we start the tour with like a solid 25-hour drive and then we end the tour with like a 28-hour drive from the Bay back home. So <laughs> that'll be that'll be funny, but it, I'm excited for the tour. Uh, I love all the bands. Um, uh, Exhumed, they, they're, you know, legends. They're a good, fun time. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see them, uh, especially on Halloween. We play with them on Halloween in Dallas. So that'll be, that'll be extra cool. Um, Enforced released one of my favorite records of the year. Yeah, um, Kilgrid. Yeah, yeah, I love it, love it. Um, in constant rotation, so I'm excited to uh, see them. Um, and, and Bewitcher uh, really just came onto my radar recently, um, but they ripped too. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. I think it's gonna be a good energetic show. I think uh, each band brings something different to the table, and I think uh, like it's just gonna like every band has a good like live set energy to it that I think is going to, you know, it's, it's a good vibe for the whole, whole tour package when the whole room is buzzing from beginning to end, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And like you said, you guys aren't all clones after each other. There, there's a, there's a cool diversity on there that I, I mean, you don't even really have to know each band that well to know that exhumed is going to sound different than creeping death and Bewitcher sounds different than all you guys. And then uh, yep. enforced. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a cool one. I, I just noticed that, that that flyer the other day, that tour flyer the other day, and I thought, oh shit, that's a that's a good lineup there. Um, so, you, but you said you won't have records for half of that, um, but whatever, you'll get them eventually. And it looks sounds like you'll be getting out of the north, the northern, the middle, the Midwest, 
just about in time for uh, the shitty winters. So uh, that's good for you. Is there any plans to tour outside of this? Or actually, no, hold on. Let me let me go back a bit. Is this the first tour that you've done since being shut down? Yes, this will be uh, the first and only tour of 2021 for us. And we're excited for it to be back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. So the, the, are you already scheduling things into 2022 or are you just waiting to see what happens? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, we're, we, we're, uh, we're booking things for, um, even Europe next year. Uh, so we're going to hit Europe for the first time next year. Uh, we got an, a, uh, another tour with a pretty popular, uh, hardcore band that I'm super stoked about because it's a band I love, but I'm not going to say it here no, don't. Yeah, just, because if I do, because I just knowing my luck is going to fall apart like when this, <laughs> before this airs. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm super hyped on that. Um, that should be sick. Uh, and then, yeah, we're just planning, planning on doing stuff here and there uh, next year for sure. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, we're going to plan on hitting the touring thing hard for sure. Um, no matter where what happens, we're going to be going. I know we're we are, we're also next year, next summer, playing uh, Northwest Terrorfest. So uh, I'm sure we'll have something around that as well. So we'll have some dates. We're going to be back. Um, we also need to hit Canada again. Whenever we're allowed to go back to Canada, so a lot of places we're trying to hit um, things like that. So overseas, um, north like north all of North America, Canada, maybe even Mexico. That would be cool, right? You know, put that on the list too. So, you know, we're just trying to pick up where we left off and not really like lose that momentum, you know, lose that steam. How hard is it to play Mexico? Being that you guys are right there, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about. It. How hard is it to get over there for a show? Uh see, like I've never, I've never done it, so like I'm not sure. Uh, I know bands that have. They usually have like a tour guide, like a setup and all this stuff set up uh, beforehand. Um, it's usually, uh, like, it seems like you can do it sort of DIY, but most of the time from the people that I know have gone, they usually go with some sort of like legit company. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, so I would love to play Mexico. I want to play South America. You know, I just want to play like all over the world, especially like after being in for like a year and a half like that. And, you know, I just want to see stuff you know see things see the world while you know i still can while it's in the way it is i guess you know yeah. that makes sense yeah so yeah that's that's really what i want to do with this band it's just has, cre- has creeping death been overseas yet nope not yet we were supposed to to, to go this uh october um uh, with venom prison we were at that actually rescheduled a couple of times um but then it finally just uh got canceled um they canceled it for for other reasons as well. So um, there'll be I know there'll probably be another opportunity for us to. Sure. I mean, yeah, we there will be another opportunity for us sometime next year. Um, <laughs> hope you know more more information on that. Hopefully, sometime soon. But um, yeah, you know, we'll be back. we'll be in, in Europe for the first time in 2022 for sure. Um, and then yeah, hopefully beyond that as well. well that's great. It sounds like. You got a tour coming up. You got a you got a record coming out. You got a tour coming up. You got a possible European tour. You got enough to record a new record um, after that, or somewhere in there. Uh, so it sounds like things are working out for Creeping Death. I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see you guys still going strong. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to me again. 
Of course, man. Anytime. Appreciate you. Yep. Later on. Peace.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Trey. The second conversation with Trey and getting it out podcast history. And the song you just heard was The Edge of Existence off of The Edge of Existence EP out now on Monarch Heavy. At least I think that's what it is. Monarch Heavy. It used to be E1 Heavy. Now it's Monarch. M-N-R-K. Go find that. It's out there. It's available. It's been out now for over a month. So you should have no issues finding that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Trey. Thank you to Trey for having that conversation. Oh, I forgot. This is not how I'm talking about it. I'm doing it in a different cadence. This is the way I decided I was going to do the podcast from now on. And I think I should stick to it. Okay, so I did it at the beginning, a little bit here at the end. That's pretty good. I want to tell you about gettingitout.net. Yes, you might have heard me mention this website before in the past, but I'm bringing it up again for good reason. I'm told there's potentially another launch date. Yes, I know. I've told you that before and it hasn't happened. But this time I'm pretty confident that we're going to be close to that. So Thanksgiving, hmm? you're going to be at a computer on Thanksgiving, aren't you? You'll be looking at your phone. You're tired of your family. You're sleepy from all that tryptophan. Is there really that much tryptophan in Turkey? I wonder. I'm not going to ask Dr. Anthony Fauci. I'll tell you that. Uh, That was, all right, see, that was me trying to do a thing. It didn't work, but uh, maybe it did. Maybe you're like, yeah, that guy doesn't know anything. I'm really like, yeah, that guy knows everything. And maybe you're like me, you're like, yeah, I don't have a fucking clue. Uh, that's where I'm at. Anyway, getting it out that net should be uh, popping its head up right around that time. Thanksgiving. Like a turkey like a turkey thermometer. Is there a name for a turkey thermometer? Is that just a regular old uh, meat thermometer? That's what it'll be. The website will be a meat thermometer. Okay, that's going to be it. That's it for this episode. I'm going to play a song that means a lot to me here at the end of this episode. The song is called Back to the Ocean, and it's by the band Wisman Chains. And if you're a friend of mine or close to me in any way, you know why I'm playing this song right here, right now. And if you're not, you can deduce. Thank you for listening to episode 199 of Getting It Out Podcast. Bye-bye. I look around as I stand in line There's so many people from years gone by But no one speaks, we just smile and nod And look at the floor with my hands in our pockets As I fidget and play with my time Don't look them in the eye and you might not cry So much love is unusual But why's it gotta be at a funeral? This was for the aces They put me out in my fucking places They show me kindness and show me love I never said thank you the way I should have And now my little brother passed on I had enough to say but I waited too long So I tried to reach you with a song Give me hope, we all miss you Thank you for the good times and the laughter Through the hard times down I wanted to protect this and you were again Just like Jonas, name and me But now I know it's no one like that We gotta be honest with the time we got I close my eyes and think of those who've gone
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.